Hello and welcome to the Fence End podcast, in which we'll be discussing Oxford United. We're here at the Boundary House in Abingdon, and we'll be meeting every so often just for a chat. We do have a swear box in the middle of the table, which is sort of fictional at the moment, but um, it will become... Yeah, we'll use that. Um, and so, yeah, any, any swearing, it'll be a pound in the jar. Uh, double the price for a C-bomb. Um, and for mentioning the place that's just the other side of the A420. Um, right, so let's start by talking about the previous games. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 <laughs> um, so let's not go too far back. The win against Pompey, let's start with a win. Who was there, first of all? Yep, I was. Yep. Yeah, I was there, yeah. Yep, good game. Very good game. I uh, let's start with some catchphrases from Bruce Forsyth. Good game, was it? Good game. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. I think uh, what was good that it was against the top league two side who played really good football, and we just matched them. And we, uh, yeah, we looked pretty decent. And that's the sort of game in years gone by we would have lost or drawn or whatever. But I think it shows that they, uh, how good this team are. That we can literally match any team in the division, especially in the big games. Eighteen thousand. You know, you get you get the penalty uh, saved, and their crowd really got a lift. And it was at that point where many clubs would have crumbled, and the teams would have crumbled. And, with <laughs> with a, a loss or they would lost so to come to come back and score again I think it's brilliant so yeah and what a win. world of difference from last year when it was sort of it was nil nil wasn't it at, at their place last yeah. year and it was a real hard fought kind of slog it sort it was of a match real, real gritty one wasn't it no, yeah nasty one. Um, which was well, it was interesting the name the game that George Bulldog named as his was as his, his favourite game wasn't it yes. enough, yeah, yes. yeah big big George who we will. Uh, he will come up several times through this discussion, <laughs> I'm sure. We still miss him. Yeah, yeah. Team GB, I've seen, has become the hashtag again. He's so, it is. Yeah, yeah, Team GB. Um, yeah, he did say that. Best, best performance because it took so much effort and they got the result that they sort of needed at the time. Yeah, I think I didn't go to the game, but I listened to it on the radio. Well, bits that I could stand to and spent a lot of time running upstairs and hiding and then coming back, not being able to cope with that either and coming back. But it really did sound like a different side it's one of those ones that in past seasons you would have expected the goal whereas in this one you kind of felt that we could do it that we could cling on to it and it sounded like they really came together after the penalty save like you were saying that they didn't crumble at that point and it almost galvanised them to go on even more which is yeah, yeah, which is which sorry. Is great. No, I was no, just going to no. say, when you said you didn't go to the game, did you bring up Radio Oxford? I did, yeah. Send you new I didn't go to the game today, Jerome. Isn't that like our first rule broken already? Not <laughs> to mention the, the phone ins. Well, this we, is just one big phone in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> Does that go in a swear jar? Can we, can we, <laughs> oh, oh, we should have. Does that cost me a pound? American We should have. We should have something for any football cliches, right? At the end of the day, or it's one of them at it's the moment. One of them, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it building, is. Yeah. Yeah. In the building, yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DNA. That one seems to have stopped recently. Thank goodness. It's got the that's right DNA. Gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then Mark Ash has used it at Bristol City yeah. already, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's taken that with him. You see, he's interview. done us a favour. Yeah, he's yeah, done that already. Not, Let's yeah. take the the Barnsley yeah. manager away. Yeah. Good. Good. I know they were the agent Ashton. Yeah. 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 Which which leads us sort of onto Wembley. How, how are we feeling about that? Wow, well, it's a bit like, like a home game. Now, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit like a home game. Twice in six years, so yeah. pretty much. 
think, uh, yeah, I think the excitement is unbelievable. I think everyone is talking about Wembley. Even people who don't even support Oxford, you know, want to go just because it's the local team going to Wembley. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we should uh, we should mind that at all. The more people that want to come support us, I think it's good. I think we, we look to take, you know, 30, 40,000 to Wembley is special. So yeah, the more the merrier. And I think everyone's really excited about it. And uh, I cannot wait to get my tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I know other teams' fans that want to come to it. Um, there's a Man U fan, Bournemouth fan. Wickham fan. They want to see a team win at Wembley. Is there not a danger that it becomes um, diluted then, in that case? You know, if you have thousands of fans who are not Oxford fans who, who kind of turn up for, for one game and, 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 you know, you kind of don't know who's yours and who's not, you know what I mean? I think, for me personally, I think the more the merrier, I think every club will take ten times their average gate to Wembley, you know, mm. the whole town comes out and you're always going to get, you know, people's nans who've never been to a game for their life, but they're here going to Wembley and they want to come. And at the end of the day, if they're supporting Oxford United, that can only be a good thing. Yeah, well, I, I also think, how many of those can you convert to come in every week? Like, there is a yeah. chance. Yeah. And there, but there is the danger of getting the, the divide, which you've seen since having the big games of the Swansea game, and then the Rovers Black, uh, Blackburn Rovers game, and then the the Millwall game of people seeing that divide of people who come to the big games but you have to remember that that 7,000 or 6,000 attendance a week is made up of 4,000 season ticket holders and 2,000 people who may come one week and not the next week but then the next week yeah, so, so it's just not just those. people so but those people who pick 30 games a season to go to but all pick the the same game because it's a big one they're not necessarily going for the first time and I think there's there's a bit of that us and them, but it's because people when there's success, everybody wants everybody to know that well, that's a nice they've been there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. kind of. But I think it's a but, nice problem to have because you talk about there's a kind of them and us, which you know sometimes to some people that's what it feels like. But with success, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah and you want got that. Used to it, and yeah, it's just a, it, to me, it's a nice problem to have. You know, because when it's four thousand and you know everyone's name of games, you know. That's not so fun when the club is struggling financially. So at the moment, the club are, you know, enjoying all the people that are coming, and those people might come back regularly. So we shouldn't we shouldn't turn on them. We should we should embrace them and yeah, make a yeah. It, I can understand that it's difficult when, like, looking at previous games, like Blackburn, you're three 0 down, and a load of people are like thirty percent of the stadium are left. There was a lot that left when that third goal went in, and that mm. was disappointing because well, especially the players when you hear someone threw like a cup of tea on the pitch in there yeah which, like, that that's was, that's yeah. prawn sandwich territory that's sure. more like that's more the standard of the cup of tea probably yeah, yeah. So, uh, but i think but i think the main thing that was disappointing about that was that the players had worked yeah they lost three nil in that game yeah but yeah in the build up to that the players didn't deserve that reception to no, definitely being beaten three nil by a a good side well, yeah, yeah. worked well, us on out. A cold, on a cold day, when you're bringing your kids and you've got you know, relatives, whatever, you're 3 0 down, the game's over. Your I tea's think, cold. Yeah, tea's <laughs> cold, yeah, that's going on the pitch. Uh, I think you just want to go home. I think the diehards will stay, but I think actually it's not, it's not actually a bad reaction to say it's, we've lost the game, we're going to go home. 3 0 is the game over, so I don't think we should judge people too much. Obviously, you want the players deserved, you know, everyone to stay till the end, basically, but. Uh, I don't think we should be too harsh on, on some of the people that went home, uh, but you know the, the team.
got a great reception at the end by the people who stayed, so yeah. even though we lost three now. I think it shows how far we've come that these people are coming in the first place. You know, as I said, we've got a few fans from other teams who are going to come and see us, and they're not coming to see it, you know. They're to come and see it because we've got a rep reputation of playing great football now. Yeah. And, and some of them only stuck by to the end to see Bulldog take off his shirt. Yeah. And that, that's why Josh was there, wasn't it? Josh, Josh was planted there so that a load of people would stay to the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While we're talking about the Blackburn game, it's interesting that they're probably the first side we've really seen completely work us out yeah. as to how to play against us. Yeah. And have the ability to... Yeah, and to work that... Yeah, yeah not have, have the game plan and then execute it perfectly. Yeah, exactly. And to refer to, you know, to, refer to you know, Paul Lambert, he clearly did his homework on Oxford and, took, and and paid us quite a compliment in taking us quite seriously in a way that I don't think Swansea did. I think Swansea turned up and thought, well, this will be, you know, we should do this really. And yeah. I think Blackburn's team selection and, and work before the game yeah. on Oxford is quite a compliment on their serious team, you know, not yeah. to take it. I think it's someone within their coaching setup. It might not be there. It might just be someone associated with the club. They said it was the wrong way round that they had to stop us playing, yeah. rather than a League Two side having to stop a Championship side playing. They stopped us. Yeah. And fair play to them. They did yeah, a great job. It, yeah. But it was kind of that. That was the respect that we got for everything we did against Swansea. You know, against Millwall, winning away at Millwall. And that's one of the things Appleton picked up on as well. He said that the players thought they could play straight away and they didn't earn the right to yeah. play. And that's a yeah. you know, that's a big catchphrase in football. But you do have to. You, you have to create the space before you can then use it and we didn't do that we expected the space to be there because we were playing a championship side and they might give us a bit more time in the ball like Swansea did and as soon as they shut that down and things didn't quite click we never got going fully um, and it probably could work out as being really good for the rest of the season because teams that we're going to play nasty league two teams will have looked at that game and gone well can we do that game plan and maybe in future games certainly Lundstrom and Circum I thought got bypassed too much in that game um, and maybe they'll know okay we have to put a foot in first a bit more to be fair though, lots of League Two sides, like they have come to the Kassan and tried to do just that, but they don't have the same quality that like Blackburn yeah. do. Like I think we. Well, they enough... do it for thirty minutes and yeah, then exactly. they like, get the start. We're, to we're a good enough side that we can kind of, you know, we can we can we can kind of overcome that from from a kind of another League Two side when they try and do it. When a Championship side of that sort of quality organisation comes, you know, it's just a little little bit of a step too far at the moment, you know. Well, yeah, you look at the, the Millwall games, um, we won on aggregate, obviously. Um, certainly the, the first half at Millwall looked uh, like Oxford had, had some quality. The second half was Millwall just playing it long the whole time. And then that's more or less the best shot they had, so they were trying that a lot at Oxford. Um, but as you say, it, the, the difference between League One and the Championship was, was there for everyone to see. Yes, Millwall beat us 1-0 on the day. And as much as that was really nice, I hope the mics pick that up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yellows. Um, but it did show that step up from League yeah. One to League Two of teams being able to do it. Exactly, and um, yeah, it, Appleton can can say, "Oh, we're going to treat it as a new game. Uh, we don't see ourselves as two 0 up." The subconscious is amazing, and and it, like, well, let's get into psychology. But um, two 0 Everyone knew we were 2-0 up going into that game, no matter how, how much you say, oh no, we're going to try and win this one as well. 
we knew, and, and that's the first time this season I've seen us just completely like, oh, we'll take 20 minutes on a throw in and yeah. we'll throw it from too far yeah. up because then they'll do the same thing and we'll get the throw in back, um, which was a real bizarre. <laughs> Every goal we score, we'll celebrate in front of one of the stands of fans. Yeah, which Blackburn did, which was nice. Yeah. Um, let's move on to sort of transfers in. Um, Maguire didn't play, but he will be eligible for our game on Tuesday. Um, he was approached by Melville, uh, he said in the restaurant beforehand, and uh, turned it down. How do we feel about him signing permanently? Um, yeah, it's only till the end of the season. I think that's probably him hedging his bets as much as anything else. Of he's clearly above League Two level and having offers from clubs like Millwall shows that I can't imagine him fitting in the Millwall team the way they play football. He's just kind of the polar opposite of that. Imagine if he'd signed for Millwall on a promise of going to Wembley. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's a player that, yeah, you can see that he's got some class about him. And he he was only here a short time and as his period wore on, he got better. Mm. The Swansea game, he ran the we show. We did and miss him when he went as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah you we did. definitely see that at, at Pompey. And right, the, more, fact, he, the, three games the more he gets used to playing with our players. I think he's a clever player, um, and that sometimes does require much more of that link with knowing players than than perhaps Danny Hilton, who may not be the brightest spark, but can just he could walk into a side and he will play his game. He doesn't need to know how everybody else plays because he doesn't know how he plays. But it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas maybe a player like Maguire, and you could say that you know Roof would be a similar player. When he came in, he took a few games to get going. Yeah, uh, and Lundstrom, I think. I think yeah. he's a, a big one for that. Um, certainly before he had his complete match fitness, um, he would play, and you'd think, oh, I can see something there. But then some games, when he's when he's on form, it's just brilliant yeah. just spraying the ball around That's why they're at this level though isn't it they can't play like it every week but nor can John Joe Shelby yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. 12 he definitely didn't when he played us you see him yesterday brilliant so yeah yeah, yeah. and then his first game for Newcastle was great the next game yeah. non-existent yeah so, um, but I think it shows when you're talking about Lundstrom you're talking about Maguire these are top top players that are coming to Oxford United this mm. is a completely different we're not used to this when it's January transfer window we're used to thinking well you know who's what average player is going to come in. You know, and we're all delighted when it's someone really average uh, because they're the best of the best of a bad bunch. But I think Maguire, uh, Lindstrom, Circum players like that top players at this level that can step up to League One as well. Uh, you know, even this young lad who's come in. You know, everyone's got this. You know, something to give rather than we're just at the end of their career or they're just trying to go back from injury. Players want to come and play for us. And we seem to attract him, and that's probably down to Michael Atherton, who doesn't get enough credit, I don't think. No, no. Um, he's, he's obviously shown that he can bring through the youth, and they obviously enjoy playing for him. Um, for Reef uh, is a prime example. Played for him since he was 12, and then you know, gets the chance to sign for three years. He, he could be higher than that. We, we all yeah. know it, yeah. and he enjoys playing. What's in, a, in one of the great things, I think, about the, the, the signing of Roof in the summer really showed was he didn't wait until towards the end of the transfer window he knew he wanted a sign for us there was no haggling for a better contract it was i'm happy with that i want to play yeah. for appleton again yeah. and i think that's a sign of the players 
that we're going for are players who want to play for the club. Mm. He didn't sign in the last week of the transfer window, even though that transfer saga dragged on mm-hmm. that we've had in the past. And okay, nothing else better's come in, so I will play in League Two. Yeah. He knew who he wanted to play for us. Yeah, yeah. That I think that's that's massive, and I think that signing in particular showed so much for the club because not only did it show the intent, um, it showed that. Um, from what I can tell, I don't know what his wage is, but um, the, the club are happy to invest and hope that we get something back. Um, also, the, the way it was unveiled on Twitter, I thought was fantastic. Really, really, absolutely, like crowning moment. But even even when it was even when it was released on Twitter, they still didn't believe it. it yeah, like, yeah, it's pretty obvious he's going to sign, but there's no it, way it can't he's actually, actually mean going to sign. <laughs> Even though there's a there's you know Ruth doing his symbol you know celebration you know a picture of a yellow and blue scarf you thought and well, coming soon coming soon you thought I think that's the thing every great. Oxford has every Oxford fan has in the back of their head this burning sort of please let it be that please let it be that or <laughs> yeah. this this desire to not not screw that up get it do it do it you know? but in the in the past you wouldn't have been surprised if it, w- if it was unveiling the new club scarf yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But on players who take a bit of time, sorry, um, take a bit of time to get into games, I think the exact opposite of that at the Millwall game was Kenny. Oh yeah, absolutely fantastic. Who just dropped in. We're in the position now where other clubs see something's happening here and they want to send their players to us because people like Jordan Graham, he comes to us and he leaves a better player. Bulldog comes to us, leaves a better player. We are an attractive side, something good is happening here. And the fact that Michael Appleton kept back some of the budget to spend on coaching staff to make sure it's right behind the scenes, that helps us to improve what we have. And clubs higher up the pyramid know that he's got a reputation of coaching kids, so they know that he's not just going to chuck them in and go, we'll deal with it. He's going to play them when when it's right. Mm. If he thinks they're not right, then he'll give them a bit of time, and but he knows how to treat them off the pitch will, as well as, as you on say, it. Was superb. Yeah, yeah, it looked like Millwall tried to target him. So like yeah. there were a lot of. Di- I know and they, they played up. the long balls anyway, <laughs> but they were playing diagonals at him, and he was any. I mean, even even 70-30s in Millwall's favour, he was coming through the player yeah. and taking everything with it and he timed some of those t- challenges. The ones that you sit there and you go, oh, don't make that challenge. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he looks as if he's going to slide in. Don't go, do it and he would win yeah. the ball. And then he'd come away with it. I think only once he was caught out of position mm. um, or he dived in and got done. Yeah. Um, which for an 18-year-old kid making a debut in a game that heated with that much riding. Yes, yeah, so many people going... Let's see what the new bulldog is like. Yeah, yeah. a lot of pressure, isn't it? A yeah, lot of pressure yeah. to live up to. Because bulldog, I don't, I've not known a fullback make that kind of impact no. that he no. that he that he did at the club. So yeah. to kind of come in after this great outpouring of grief for, for bulldog <laughs> going in and everyone being told you've got a lot to live up to, you know. Yeah. yeah. To, to kind of yeah, put in such 18, a mature, yeah, to put in such a mature performance. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like, Which that really well. can we say that 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 sort of shows how good Jake Wright is as captain? Yes. Because he must have had a massive influence. Um, they they make no secrets about the fact that the gaffer welcomes them in, goes over to to Jake Wright, and he introduces them to everyone and makes sure they're settled and so on. And and for him to put in that kind of performance, he must have been so at ease. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about Jake Wright as a captain of within the fans because he's not a big screamer on the pitch, he's not a pointer, he's not a dominating force who's going to necessarily drive players on with his performances on the pitch. But I think 
what fans don't see is how much respect he commands within the squad. They all call him Skip. They all talk about him with masses of respect. And mm -hmm. I think that you can't underestimate that side of it. I mean, everybody wants somebody who's going to you know, run through walls as a captain, as a fan. Mm. Yeah. But players don't always respond to that. They do respond to somebody who, when they're struggling, is going to put an arm around yeah. them, or he's going to ball them out when they need to. And I yeah, definitely yeah. get the impression that Wright, in training more than on a pitch, will do that. Yeah. I think maybe he won't do it on well, he's on been Saturday. through a lot as a person, hasn't he? Yeah. Reading that Guardian article. Yeah, the fact that he, he couldn't lost walk, leg. you know, when he was younger. and To come through that, that's got to really help him as a person to have that in your locker. But if you look at, is it Northampton? J-Rod got abused because he was meant to be going to Northampton. Yeah. And there's other times when he's been given a real hard time by fans, but actually Dagenham was Dagenham, and I don't think he's probably forgotten that because that was pretty bad. But he's a captain. He was protecting. He was protecting the players. He wasn't having to go at fans because he wanted to have a go at fans. Mm. He was saying, "These are my boys. You know, I'll protect them." So he stood there and did it. Yeah. I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. I think he's one of our best captains yeah. we've and ever ever had. Seemed to be the only Oxford United player to play for Oxford twice at Wembley. Well, don't jinx it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No one's yeah. about to touch with him. Yeah, yeah. He's actually six months out. Now, right. well, uh, but no, uh, I think he's an inspiration. He is. You're right. He's so First highly thought of. Beyond the score at Wembley, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, Imagine <laughs> yeah. if he got the winning goal at Wembley, having waited like a decade. That's like millions of one. Like you could put a pound on and be a millionaire if that happens. But yeah, I think he's, he's a really good leader. And while we're on a Jake Wright loving, okay, go on. I'm five foot two, but he's a lot taller than he looks. Yeah. He looks short, he's yeah. easily six foot, and people do go on yeah. about that a lot. He's quite strong um, as well, like, you know, I won't mess with him, so, you know, he no. seems to be... Have you got a bit of a crush on him, Jack? I, I don't, actually, at the moment, but that might change. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a good captain, I think uh, he, he should get a lot more credit for fans for the job he does behind the scenes and the job he does on the pitch. Uh, so, talking about welcoming players in, the other two we've brought in are Ishmael. I'd like to talk about him quickly and just say he played, he came on in the 89th minute, uh, played until the fourth minute of injury time when the whistle blew, and then was celebrating like he played on the whole journey. That's a great thing again that shows how these players are welcomed into the squad. There was no hang on a minute, mate. You played five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yes. you, it you was he was right in there, and they had him right in there. And and a month loan surely that indicates he wants to stick yeah. around. And well, who wouldn't want to play at Wembley? Yeah. The way I I've seen him talk in interviews as well. He wants to prove himself and stay for longer as well. And so you hope coming from Wolves that he's spoken to Jordan Graham and Graham yeah. said, you know, go there, make an impact and mm -hmm. get back here and take my place in Wolves while I'm yeah. out. So and he's got then a massive when opportunity. I move to Oxford. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got the players coming in on loan now though, they have a massive opportunity to go back to their parent clubs, like you were saying earlier, mm. and really make it a higher level yeah. having homed themselves. Or sign on for us, like Ruth did yeah. or and we're pleased Nandjale did whatever. Um, and Bowery, that's the other one we bought him. Well, if you, the reason Bowery's coming is because he's an excellent player. Mm -hmm. He's not just oh, we'll just get some tool out of it. This player has got you know a good reputation. He's goal scoring. He's gone for a lot of money in the past. So I think to, with like Ryan Taylor, people are going. He's had two bad games. We're going to write him off. Mm -hmm. Some people have written up with Bowery off already, and I think that's yeah. crazy because he's will once he gets his match fitness and he gets a run of games. 
he'll probably be banging them in. So we can't judge him too early, but yeah, sure, another good signing on paper. Yeah, I think the thing with Barry as well is he came in, came on in the Millwall game, and he was just getting the ball pumped to his head. And yeah. although he's tall, yeah. he doesn't look like that kind of no, player. He wants it in the channels. Yeah. He wants to be running yeah. onto it. The same thing happened with Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it, as soon as he was on the pitch, people were lumping the ball up, and the fans could see it. And he was saying in interviews, "I like it up my chest. I don't like it." Yeah. Like up. And and he was and trying to bring it down in the Millwall game when really people just wanted him to flick it on and then chase it himself. The, yeah, but that's the thing. My my granddad was sat sat quite near me, and he kept on saying, "He's not winning those flick ons." It's like, well, if he does, he's the only one up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, though, Bowery, before he came to to Oxford, hadn't really been playing that much football. Yeah, it's like so November. It's November, yeah, yeah. exactly. So he's, he's, it's going to take him a while, isn't it, just yeah. to get up to, to match fitness. Like, it's not easy to just come in and go straight at it at that, at that pace. And actually, yeah. I've met him, he's quite a shy lad. So he's kind of, you expect, yeah. you know, he's a big bloke, whatever, he'll, he'll just he just goes to him. He's kind of player who kind of will keep himself to himself. And on the pitch, sometimes that comes across, but, you know, he, he knows where the goal is. Well, that Pompey Pompey so. goal could be worth his yeah. signing oh, alone. Yeah, 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 so, and that was a great... And it's a six-month contract. Yeah. He's got something to play for. But in terms of giving players a chance, if you compare him to someone like Ryan Taylor, I think when he first played for us, we all most of us weren't sure. We thought, is, is, is he is he what we want or not? And it got to a point where he became a key part of the squad, and yeah. he scored that goal at uh, Stevenage, and, he, and that game against Plymouth, he was excellent. The cup game against Swansea, he was brilliant. Uh, the Swindon game, yeah. was key. The Swindon game was well, like that, that's all that's both of you. That's money in the chart. Oh. You both oh. said it. What was it they, they both said, no, 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 they both said, they the, uh, there you go. Yes, word. Done. Yeah. Right, okay, brilliant. So this is cost me money, get, yeah. Let's talk about players going out. So Bulldog went back. Um, after seeing Kenny play, different players, Bulldog's better going forward, but do we think Kenny can fill the shoes? Yes. I think I, we haven't seen Kenny going forward yet because obviously the Millwall game was backs to the wall pretty much for 90 minutes. Yep. There wasn't a lot of chance. And I think he was probably told to sit in a bit. You don't want a young 18 year old lad flying forward in a game, regardless of what you say, we are 2 0 up. And um, not, not overly sure what Macca does. Yes, they trained for a couple yeah. of days, but you yeah, could see yeah. a few times he was sort of, do I overlap now or yeah. whatever? And he will yeah. get used I think maybe in a game where we've got a bit more space. Um, and we're attacking a lot more than because he is supposed to be an attacking fullback mm -hmm. in a similar mould. He's got some. Well, I, think he's, I think he's going to be like like exactly the same as Bulldog. He's going to be a different type of player. I think he's someone said he's more like John Flanagan, you know, who you know, see, you know, good player, you know, mm -hmm. like kind of the way he plays. So I think I don't think we should expect him to be the same as Bulldog, but I think he'll bring something maybe a little bit different. I think he will bring some new cards, seeing as his uh, mm. some of the challenges he's put in already. Yeah. So he might be suspended in a week. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think yeah, top, I think he's going to be a top player. Someone said he might potentially play for England one day. Always been said. Well, he's, he's done all the under. So, yeah. Whatever. So and he's he's our current right back. I'm quite happy with that. Even though he's 18, mm. he's kind of beyond his years. So I'm quite happy with. with uh, well, he's he's in. played with Lundstrom at Everton. He yeah. played for the under. I think he played for the under 18s at 15. Mm -hmm. um, so he's clearly been playing ahead of his age group. Yeah. So. Well, and uh, you saw when he first came on, so Bulldog went off um, against Blackburn, Kenny came on, and straight away he's, he's barking orders across to Johnny Mullins, yeah. who's uh, yeah. 
I haven't got exactly how many appearances Mullins has made, but a fair few. Yeah. There was yeah. one point in the in the Millwall game as well. They left him back last man on corners. Everybody else went forward, and he was screaming at Circum to pick players up. And within sort of ten minutes of being on the pitch, he was, "I'm last man, so I am dictating." Yeah, and he yeah. Completely took control. But so even when we bring an 18-year-old kids, like you say, these are these are decent players, you know, players with ability, players with good personality, good mentality. So yeah, they're not play they're players for the future for Premier League teams yeah. as opposed to players who might be good in League One and yeah, the Championship yeah, yeah. in five years' yeah. time that we've yeah. had in the past. Well, but the thing we can be sure of is Appleton can pick right backs. Because <laughs> Riley yeah. was good, Brindley yeah. was good, yeah. Bulldog was Bulldog, and then and then Kenny's come in and looks. So if, if I every think he loses a job, he can be the right back coach for any club. That's, yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think that. Most fans now are at the point where if, it, if he brings somebody in, even if you've never heard of him, you trust that he'll, he'll do well at Oxford. And if they don't, they'll go again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not precious about yeah. that. Well, that was something wild at this period. Backroom staff, you know, how good are we? You know, we've got, we've got a recruitment guy who just, you know, spends all his time looking at these players and bringing them in. And Appleton's got that behind the scenes where they know who's going to feel, if Lindstrom goes, who replaces him. If Odala goes, who replaces them? They've got it all set up. All yeah. the, you know, we haven't, we're not going to struggle to bring players in because players want to play for us, and they've got a list four or five for each position. Yeah. Well, yeah. Incredible. When when there was, um, oh, we don't know what's happening with Bulldog situation. It was like, well, Kenny's one of the, the yeah. three players yeah. that we're looking exactly. at. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, which is great, and they've got it all lined up. And the fact that we, not not many people have that kind of recruitment behind the scenes. We do, so we're going to be ready if ever it happens. So. That's good to know, that if one of our top players goes, we've got someone lined up straight away. Now, with players being bombed out when they're not doing it quite the job they were brought in to do, the one of the other outs would be Pat Huben, Pat who Huben, yeah. I think... I think, a, I think everybody sees something there, the, yeah. it's just not, not what he was brought in to do. Them off yet. Yeah. Well, no, I, I think he's gone out on loan. Last chance. With the, with the thought that he'll get a few goals, come back and, and do it for Oxford. Learn stuff off Teddy oh, Sheringham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the five minutes he saw him on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Huben is a player that fans are desperate to love. Like, they, like yeah. he would be, if he could, if yeah. he could only perform on the pitch, score like goals. he's the kind of character that people would love to see scoring well. Yeah. Like, no one, yeah. no one wants, you know, no one begrudge him. Doing yeah. well at the club, not least. No, no, no. He's looked a great attacking midfielder. It's just he was yeah. brought in to be a twenty-goal well, striker. He came on at Wickham and completely changed the game. Yeah, it, like we we weren't playing well. He came on. He was holding up the ball well. He set up the goal. It was brilliant layoff. All-time um, top scorer for the development squad as well. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it. So you know, it must, well, it must be the pressure. Previous. Yeah. It's an interesting one to go out with Taylor. Um, being out injured, um, yeah. and as we were saying, Bowery not being that type of player, Huben's probably the only other player in the squad who is somebody just pump it at them and they will keep it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which, so when you're holding on to a goal, yeah, with, with two minutes. Which goals. suggests yeah. we're giving up on that yeah, prospect yeah. and just sort well, that going tactic. Ahead. Yeah. I think his size actually helps when it comes to referees because I think if he was a bigger player like a Taylor or whatever, and he used his body the way that. Hoven does. I think a foul would be Hoven. given against him. Sorry, <laughs> should, be, should be money in the jar for Hoven. Should we rule out, you know, Hoven was written off and then he started scoring goals. He started, you know, his whole up play was brilliant. Yeah. And actually, when he went, people were like, oh, he's, he could be quite useful. 
Uh, so, yeah, I think hopefully he does well at Stevenage. I think he had a good game yesterday, he had quite a few chances. Yeah, although I read that he was left at, on top on his own. Oh, yeah, a lot of the he match, really played one up top, didn't they? Yeah. Really isolated him. Oh, he also well, did manage was, yeah. to, barring the away end, he did manage to silence Kenilworth Road earlier in the season, and yeah. that's never a yeah. bad thing. So, yeah, if he yeah. hadn't yeah. put it in, though, Jake would have got <laughs> yeah. his first goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why he's gone out on loan now. Um, other player, oh, well, a few went out on loan, uh, Roberts and so on, and I think that's largely to play a few games without his hamstring going. Yeah. Um, but Giles Rose went. Well. Yeah, Giles went out. Um, but Rose went out kind of permanently. Um, I don't know, I, I, I like know, him as a player. Kind of <laughs> 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 I don't know if everyone else feels about Rose going out, but I, I just didn't get it at all, to be honest. I, I, just, I just think that with the running coming up, yeah, Sirkham and Lundstrom are better players, but Dan Rose, I think you know, maybe a lot of us forget, is a great footballer. Oh, he level. is fantastic. I just think that, and I'm not saying no disrespect to Josh Ruffles, but you just think with the running coming up, you'd want him there. Should he need to come on? And he he sets things up. There was a game I think the Oval at home this year. He was man of the match. He he played a great game. He was he was playing really well at the start of the season. Um, I didn't get it at all, to be honest. And particularly going to Northampton. It just. Well, I mean, I know that yeah, we didn't decide he's going to Northampton. Well, that's the thing. I would say before he went to Northampton, I would have assumed that it was he that asked, they knew he was that going, he yeah, said, yeah, yeah. I want to be playing football. And he's, what is it, he's 28, 29. He should be playing football yeah, at that age. Absolutely. And it's not fair on him. And you kind of think, okay, yeah, if he's gone to the gaffer and said, give me, I've only got six months left, you're not going to renew my contract. Yeah. So yeah, give me a chance we, to go out. Do and go up, I can't see him League One. No, no and I would completely no, understand that. But then to go to Northampton, where he's probably going to sit on the bench mm. again yeah. and yeah. did. Well, yeah, you've got to Saturday. think that Clarkie's saying, "Don't do it." Yeah. If he's promised you first team football, <laughs> but we're not, mean it. we're not improving Northampton by sending Rose there. Well, well, that's, that's, that's something that's you have to question, isn't it? Like they've brought in someone who can't get into a team, who are also going for promotion. Yeah. So if that's if that did strengthen them. Then they're not as strong as their position would. Isn't that just a typical Wilder signing, though? I mean, he he did it so many times. He's a good, sturdy squad player. He's a great squad player, but he's not going to. And he can play in a few positions. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Yeah, he's done the wing stuff. Yeah. But it does leave us light, though, doesn't it? Well, I think Ashby. I think they they do have a lot of faith in Ashby. Well, that's why um, Michael Collins went, isn't it? Because he was standing in the way of Ruffles and Ashby. And so he went to be with his family and moved to India. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> he yeah. to his family out there. Close. Yeah. But do we, do we think Ruffles can make it? Is it is he? Because there's obviously going to be someone coming in alone in midfield. You'd have thought. Yeah. But at the moment, they obviously think more of Ruffles than Danny Rose. So that's got to be a compliment to Josh Ruffles, where you yeah. think you know they've said we're going to get rid of Rose, we're going to keep you because they could have got rid of Ruffles and said you're not. Yeah. But they they still think he is. I, I guess, think he's so. a good player. And earlier on when he was first started with Oxford, there were a lot of cl- big clubs that were coming and looking at him. Yeah. I think he was taught early on to pass it sideways and backward, backwards, and they've been trying to train that out of him. And also, I think, he, I mean, we talk about how Appleton's good at, at nurturing the youngsters. Well, Wilder was probably the opposite of that, and when he played 30 games in that season a couple of years yeah. ago, and yeah. as a young lad coming in, that's a lot to play in one go. And O'Dowler did the same thing, and maybe yeah. they needed a bit more management to say. And he was playing alongside Collins, who also only liked to pass the ball sideways. Yeah. So that it wasn't the most attacking midfields ever. He wasn't mm. sort of. 
I think Ruffles is kind of really though he's really wrongly um, maligned. I think by some people who can he, nothing he does is spectacular. Yeah. But he, he also he doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't take risks. You know, sort of Michael want, Carrick, yeah. isn't it? Exactly, exactly. And they're the kind of players that are always overlooked because they never, they never get the headlines. Yeah. They never, you know. And and you, you can kind of watch a game and afterwards you think, well, what has he done? But actually, you know, these these are the kind of players that just keep things ticking over, and, yeah. they, and they don't, you know, by having him there, other players feel more confident to go and do do their own thing because they know that there's someone solid there behind them backing them up, and that they, 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 they can kind of, you know rely on it. Talking about the uh, loan window opening on Tuesday, um, what do you think we need? What do you think Appleton will do? Midfielder. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Midfielder is the answer. I think probably a striker as well. Yeah, just because Huben going out, Taylor injured. Um, Roof's been playing up front and he's obviously scored a fair few. Um, but that leaves us with sort of Hilton and Hilton Lowry. hasn't scored for a while. And I also I think as much as fans love him for his work rate and all the rest, and I mean his work rate can be brilliant for the side, but it's hard for Appleton to plan a structure around Oh yeah, he's, he's got Hilton. ten people doing um, what he wants which, and Hilton doing something. Which is why I think he preferred Taylor because he knew you know Taylor maybe yeah. wasn't getting the goals, mm. but he knew what he was going to do. He played in yeah. the system and it freed Roof up to score his goals. So he might look to to bring in somebody to replace Hilton as much as possible. I think we need a striker, I think we just need something, because the team's good and I think the team's settled, but maybe one person you think, I think players want to play for Oxford United, so when you think of January you might get someone, if a certain club lets someone else, who brings someone else in, they might then free up something to go out, and I think the top striker would want to join Oxford United, especially at this time, you know, I don't know whether players can play at Wembley if they sign now or whatever but I think it depends if they uh, this is a complete guess by the way uh, but if they played in the JPT along the way so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. as long as they're yeah. not cup tied as long as they're cup tied so that is yeah because Kenny walked straight into the side. yeah of course he did yeah, Emil so. Heskey can come in yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it should be an interesting window I think we're going to bring players in I think the, you know the club already got players uh, yeah up. I think it'll be early uh, and yeah hopefully and then we could just yeah crack on and, and probably the, the right season. age as well yeah and we are in a position where we can say to we, <laughs> where the club can say to players, look, come in, you'll, you'll potentially play at Wembley, depending on how you play and if you can, um, and we'll, we'll be going for promotion. How good is that for your CV? It's one yes. of the things, as much as the JPT is much maligned for being the Johnson's Point trophy. And rightly but, so. Yeah, 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 rightly so. Until the point where, you, where there was the chance to get to Wembley, and those players who have played really well so far in the league deserve the chance to play at Wembley because yeah. it's a, it'll be a good day out for them and nice for us it's to always unfair, isn't watch it, and not care so much. In the league, the top three sides, they go up automatically, they don't get the chance to play at Wembley. So they finish seventh, <laughs> you know, they get this big day out and they get the, you know, yeah. like that kind of a, an, an occasion. You know, so it's nice. You can't underestimate to a League Two player who's played a lot of their career around the lower leagues how much that means. I think Danny Hilton said in an interview afterwards that it's career goal for him. But even as fans, people say you won't take as many as say the playoff final, but for me, would take more because there's no pressure. It's just a day to enjoy. We can just go and enjoy it. If we lose it, we disappoint. But yeah. We've got two months as well, yeah. To sell them two months to sell 40,000 tickets. And I believe that if everyone in Oxford gets behind it, 
if, if it's if it's marketed as you know, come and watch your local team at Wembley, I think there could be forty thousand. Going the trip to Wembley is just isn't like an isolated incident of a good moment this season. It's just the latest in a long line yeah. of. Mm. You keep yeah. thinking, how, how good is this going to get? You know, because. If you, well, I think Joe mentioned the Dagger and Away game uh, just under two years ago, which I think for me, since we've come up, was the ultimate low point of the mm-hmm. six years in that time when we conceded that free home goal and it, we had been on a bad run and there was a thing with the players and the fans at the end. And you think, this is what, 20 months later, the complete turnaround that we've we've had, and now this trip to Wembley, that just shows us it's an appetite for it, hasn't it? Yeah. always yeah, yeah. have that underlying thing. Yeah. We ought to be... Yeah, and a successful team yeah. really brings the fans flooding yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Those part-timers, in inverted comment, but they're, they're not just part-timers. They're fans who got disillusioned, yeah, who yeah. come occasionally yeah, and watch a poor performance and then go, that's not worth spending 20 quid. Whereas this year, people are coming and going, that is worth spending 20 yeah. quid. Especially on a nice pitch. I mean, yeah. them leaving has really made a huge difference. Well, and the new pitch. Yeah. And I think yeah. it actually hindered Wilder and away when he was here, the you, fact you that he had to play, play on that pitch. On yeah, and, and he I said that a few times. On it and they said, I mean, it yeah. did go stale under him, but he did have that as an excuse. Well, I, I pointed out the other day that when Wilder was here, he said you can do three things to get through a team. You can go through them, you can go round them, or you can go over them. And he ended up having to play over them. Um, and then Appleton came in, obviously with, with Waddock in between, but Appleton came in and went, right, we're going to play through them. And they went, right, okay. And if that doesn't work, he said, we're going to play through them. <laughs> okay, what if that doesn't work? He said, we're going to play through them. And eventually, it's working. I've got to say, the whole, when Wilder was here and we kept having the, well, the pitch is bad, the pitch is bad. You think, well, if the pitch is bad, the other team are winning on it. You're mm-hmm. playing against us. So, you know, I, just, yeah. I thought it became a bit of an excuse that, that we yeah, yeah, that Well, if we're losing on it, the other team's winning, you know, so I think, and yeah, yeah I much prefer the football we see now. Yeah. Well, didn't they say during the summer when they relayed the pitch, one of the big things they said was that it's, you know, it removes an excuse, you know, because yeah. it's very easy to yeah. play badly when there's a poor pitch and say, well, it was the pitch. Yeah. But now, you know, you play badly, you have to admit you play badly and look to, to improve, you can't just go, oh, well, and when they, when they changed the pitch, they changed the dimensions because we play better on a narrower pitch and the previous dimensions were the ones of Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful news, I'm sure. <laughs> Get on the phone to the Wembley players. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got bring the money from the swear jar here. <laughs> yeah. You can have some of that. I think one thing's worth pointing out on that Millwall game is that I think the club was spot on to reduce the prices. Oh, to yeah, that did. was great. Um, I think in previous, under previous ownership, we might have gone full price for that because they know it was going to be a big game. And yeah. It was. But I think it was it was a really good move to charge. I think was it a tenner for adults and five? Yeah, kids? it was. It would have been a sellout, probably regardless yeah. of yeah. the. But the ticket prices, but it just rewarded players, yeah. fans who had done like those other games. It wasn't an attitude of, well, we make money here quickly, you know, but I like that, you know, they, they still they charge a fair price of what the competition is, really. It was, I think the whole, the whole road to Wembley has been great. When you look at, um, we got a bike for the first game, so that's always good. That's the next game. for the second. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to see the but fifth it's... in a row, um, but also a petulant sort of child kick out and get sent off, which 
great. Um, Jake and then, face when that happened is still my yeah. favourite thing. He just looked at him like, what is wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. He realised Do you know what's going to happen now? Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't actually see when the incident happened, but I was shouting off, off, off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's normal as a football fan, you shout at the incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sit down usually, yeah. no, it wasn't, was yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Did you see it? No, who cares? <laughs> um, and then you got sort of a couple of games where we put out uh, players who hadn't been playing and we, we got results and then you've got the, the two-legged game um, with the reduced prices at home, yeah. the half and half scarves, obviously. Um, yeah. and then cross goal Wembley. from Roof. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 He meant yes. it. Yeah, he did. That's how good he is. <laughs> So Wembley aside, um, let's look ahead at the next games, because looking at the previous ones, um, we've actually lost the last three home games. One was in the FA Cup, which we're never going to win. Uh, one was one that got us through to Not with that Wembley. <laughs> um, do we think that those two games are going to affect the next one? Uh, I don't think Millwall will have any effect whatsoever, because no. as much as we lost 1-0, those players didn't look like they, no. they lost that game. Would we, nil, would, we, start, would we have lost that game 1-0? No, no, it would no, have been a change. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, yeah. I mean, the most painful was the Bristol one. And yeah. you know, that game, when it was 1-1, one, one could have gone either way. You know? yeah. And we had chances, they had chances. And I think I just sort of left that thinking, do you know what, you can't win them all. Yeah. You're going to have a bad day sometimes. You know, a result doesn't go your way. And I know the, the sort of was it a penalty wasn't it a penalty um, we've seen it so many times in the last few weeks if a keeper dives in like that the yeah. ref can give it i mean you know i'll just point out well the reverse fixture patrick huben committed a pretty bad foul very late on <laughs> yeah, and it was true. a blatant penalty yeah. and the ref didn't give it so yeah these things balance themselves out, yeah. You know. yeah we got the benefit of a very similar one against Notts county yeah yeah if, exactly. if the keeper comes flying out you give the ref a decision yeah. to make whereas pompey anyone who and it was there, or if you saw that there was no doubt, yeah. he, he took, took him right down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. was there no book in there? Oh, no idea. Uh, he because was he, was, he was sensible enough just to go straight back and stand in his goal. Yeah. 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 Roy Carroll went like up and ref. kissed the ref. I like that as a ref. That actually, yeah, it was a foul. You've given a penalty, that's it. You know, mm. Let's not ruin it by getting players sent off, even though like, for us it would have been good. But too many games, of, you know, silly sendings off. You know, Most fans just want to see a decent game of football. So. That was, I think that was the right decision. But and people also think the when there's a penalty, down, it's automatically yeah, on a red his head. card, and it's and not. Yeah. Danny Hill would actually, when he put the ball past the goalkeeper, it's probably going to go out anyway. So yeah, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. You know, he, he knew there was going to be contact. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, the league expects it to be taken out quite like that. <laughs> no, no, no. So he was, was waiting like, for the gentle touch to yeah, make yeah, the yeah. most of it. <laughs> He's like, like, I'm going to dive here, and then did you have to? Sometimes we're not sure, but you always give Oxford the benefit. Benefit the doubt, but I was I watched it and so I looked around the summer and I went, that is a penalty all day long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt. yeah. So yeah, but normally those are the ones the ref don't give. So yeah, it was yeah. quite lucky. Um, talking about goalkeepers, actually, something I, I wanted to to ask opinions on was um, Northampton, an upcoming game. Uh, obviously doing well in the league, but do you reckon how Leicester are doing is is affecting the mindset of a, a goalkeeper who would be there if he didn't make a really stupid mistake? Mm. Like that's got to be in his head. I could be top. We could be six or oh, five points clear or whatever they are. Yeah. But I made a really stupid mistake, and here I am. Yeah, we're top of League Two, but I, I could don't be know there whether in the we're going through his mind. To be honest. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. He's had a chance to start again, hasn't he? And he's at the club, he's started again. He's doing very well. Well, the club are doing very well. I don't think footballers are necessarily, by their nature, that reflective. Are they? They, just, <laughs> they, they do what they they do what they're told, and or not if they don't feel like it. <laughs> And I'm sort of clutching at straws with it, if I'm honest. I'm like, oh, he's going he's gonna to let a load in. It's going to, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully, in two weeks time. Well, next week, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when it comes to that game, Oxford United players will want to make up for when they didn't turn up in the first leg. Yeah. Because they, they played 10 men for most of that match. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't get anything from it. And that's, that wasn't... How the form was going at that point, it was a really poor performance. Um, well, I, mean, yeah, I think something's worth mentioning in Northampton. I mean, Chris Wilder, fair play, you know. Um, I think a lot of us, when they went top, well, when they've been up in and around it, as he likes to say, maybe three months ago they first got up there, a lot of us, we're all guilty of, of thinking it's going to collapse. It's yeah, gonna collapse. he's going to do a while. It doesn't seem to be. And, no. um, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what Chris Wilder's. Opinion of Oxford United is since he's gone or when he left, I don't know, but um, you know, fair enough, you know, he's, he's doing pretty well. They can um, go up as long as we do, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 I don't yeah. mind who else goes yeah, yeah. up. I mean, if they do have a collapse now, yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. Right. Okay, yeah, They've probably yeah. also annoyingly signed the one player who, in the January transfer window, you look at and you think, oh, I could have done with them here, and James yeah. Collins, yeah, yeah, and, and very he, early on as well, yeah. Tough, I think yeah. it's, it's difficult to say as well, but with 16 games to go, it will be at that point. Um, you, you've got to say it's 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 the difference between a, a fight going into the end and they'll, they'll start to pull away massively. So we've obviously got a game in hand, we've got to play them, and that will reduce it to still four points. So we're still relying on their other results to overtake them. If they beat us, it's... Completely One good thing we've had recently is it seems the less we play in the league, the better we seem to do every time yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, play the, the Millwall game and everybody else drops points. Yeah, and um, didn't uh, play yesterday, um, Exeter game called off, and other than Northampton, everybody dropped well. points. Um, which actually put Mansfield up a fair amount. They've sort of stuck in from nowhere. They're in great form, all of a sudden. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Mansfield, I wouldn't have thought they play Northampton soon as well, didn't they? I think. Oh, that helps, so doesn't they? They'll play each other because yeah. well, yeah, they can't win every game. Portsmouth they play in a few Portsmouth yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah um, Mansfield could suddenly find themselves playing Kingmaker. In that sense, they've got to play the sides at the top of the table. How you how you get on against Mansfield? would be a good indicator of where you're at. And know. Wickham seemed to be that. Yes. Took points off Plymouth, uh, obviously took points off us. I, I think they, the way Ainsworth plays, he, he knows how to grind out that result and then they'll lose the next week against, yeah. you know, anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Interestingly, we might end up coming up against Ainsworth at, at, at Wembley. Wembley is. Which, could you imagine a more different oh. battle in the dugouts between Ainsworth and Appleton? You know, one's quite, you know, very calm, cool and collected. The other one will be going absolutely... Yeah. Well, he ended up... <laughs> that game, that yeah. last game of the season relies on us getting autos or not. I don't even want to watch it. No, I'm just, just going to be... Oh, I'll, be like, I'll be at Grenoble Road, but yeah. I, like, I might just be sat... <laughs> crying into my hands. Yeah. As long as Appleton doesn't go to shake his hand, he should be OK. Yeah. Right, so, uh, won't go too far ahead, we uh, 
don't know when the Exeter game is going to be rearranged to. So looking at what will be the remaining three of our sort of five in the mini seasons. Well, Eastfield, Morecambe, Northampton. <laughs> yeah, I can remember earlier in the season. I think it was nil nil against Morecambe. I can remember just thinking, I can't believe we haven't conceded to Morecambe because it's it's we always do and it's always Ellison and it drives me mad. Yeah. Um, but Mansfield, right up there, as I said, Northampton top. We've got to get five points from these games. I, ideally, we'll win the first two and then we've we've hit our quota for this block of five. Well, haven't we we've hit our target for each block of five, is that right? That's far. I think so that's far, which is incredible. Uh, that's the technically the playoff target, isn't it? The yes. uh, eight points from eight five points games. From five it's a minimum though, isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's taking it literally, they're aiming for eight points, but they that's actually have it two is a charts minimum. in the change room yeah. in the um, the training ground. They've got the eight points chart and they have one for automatic promotion as well. So they're aware of when they're behind on one and ahead on the other. So it's not fixed as maybe fans would just take it at yeah. face yeah, value. Yeah. But one of the, sorry, one of the fans criticised it on Twitter and said it's a terrible, well, I think maybe lost or drew a game. Actually, it's really focused the players. Um, there was so an interview with yeah. Eddie Howe during the week um, about the upcoming game against Arsenal. He does it. And if Eddie Howe's doing it for Bournemouth and takes them from where he took over, collecting uh, money from buckets outside the ground before a League Two game, that if they lost, they probably went out of business, to now being a Premier League side that are selling out every week, I think if they're doing it, it's obviously a, a good school of thought. I think so. I think but it's I think it's a different thing to, to look at doing, and that's maybe what we needed. We've had managers who have done things in the very set out way that football is done and Oxford play expansive football so we have a big pitch and it was a shock when a manager comes in and says well we don't score from crosses so we're going to narrow the pitch yeah. or we concede from crosses so we're going to narrow the pitch they're just looking at things in a slight from a different angle to which a lot of fans and previous managers and chairmen have looked at things and, and maybe that that's why come January each year when we weren't breaking it down if we lost to that was it. It was it was tumble away time. And in the conference, we were lucky enough to get into the playoffs and win through the playoffs. But then come up to to League Two, and we fell away so many times. And that's why people are saying it about Northampton, yeah. um, because they've seen him do it before. And, and maybe they won't have that two or three losses, and they will get promoted. Fine, brilliant, good for them. But if this stops us from doing that. Does it have the effect that it also focuses the fans that we know, like when all the cup runs and you know the big games, even Wembley, we know the number one priority is promotion, mm -hmm. and everyone's going to be right behind us. Even though Wembley is a distraction, people will refocus on on that rather than thinking Wembley is the big one. Let's just all concentrate on that, and if we lose focus on the league, I think everyone wants promotion, and I think that's helped the players are focused, the fans are kind of focused as well. They're uh, almost like dress rehearsals as well. The big games that you can see this year that these players love playing in front of 10,000 people yeah. it's not a squeeze as many through the gates as we can and draw nil-nil with Woking mm -hmm. sort of th thing they you know we've had so many times in the past that teams haven't turned up when we've had big crowds in and this time they play better you know the Swindon game yeah. the Swansea game yeah, but they they seem to relish it, and if you look at those games as being dress rehearsals for Northampton, for Wickham, then then that's a, a good sign, and mm -hmm. 
something positive can come out of you know, even the Blackburn game. You get people in who maybe are turning, the player, you know, the fans are turning when the third goal goes in or whatever. Then the players have had some experience of playing in front of that. Oh so yeah, also definitely. though, past years when we have pulled, we've, we've pulled off like big crowds for for one-off matches, like you mentioned that Woking game, which was just dire. <laughs> um, but we, we've we've had you know big crowds for, for for one match, and then they you know they don't play that well, the crowds don't come back. Well, yeah, year, last season, four actually, in a row of, or whatever it was. The amount of times there would be like a fan day or army day or all of that stuff, and then yeah, it would just be. The fans cool. were really having to drive the passers by to try and convince them, and yeah. we were never that convinced ourselves before. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas now it's like, no, seriously, you well, should be coming because well, yeah, this year, you're going to miss out. It's been big crowd after big crowd after big crowd. It's not because people are making the effort to. to to back one big game, <laughs> to back one big game, but um, you know, people just want to keep coming back. Right? There's, there's constantly a reason to come back to another game. So, but yeah, you look different. back at the last sort of five, six games. You got uh, Swansea sellout, Millwall away, big game on TV. Still took was it 1500 on a yeah. Thursday night. Or um, we can actually go back to Boxing Day. Yep. Yeah. That was that was massive. That was, yeah, nine thousand or whatever it was. Yeah, good travelling um, to Pompey. Yeah, 2000 to Pompey, Bristol Rovers, all right. Decent, yeah. decent. Yeah. With about big games. Yeah, with, and with extra games people are having to pay for yeah. as well with the cup games. And the Blackburn, sell out, Millwall, sell out. Yeah. So, I can remember speaking to you last year, <laughs> earlier in this season, about how Daryl Eels wants to try and get five, ten thousand plus yeah. attendances. I think people laughed at him. Yeah. They were like, no chance, but now it's like, we need to stop having 10,000 yeah. crowds. Yeah. Yeah. Too many. Uh, but it is, it's great. I think people talk about the plastic fans and the, you know, the day trippers, but we need actually them. those people are the ones that become regulars. They build it up, they build mm -hmm. it up and build it up. Mm -hmm. And then I feel quite proud to get the big crowds that we've been getting. You know, these are people that support my football club. We're all kind of in it together. Yeah. Uh, and we're playing great football. This is the best football I've ever remembered Oxford playing. And it works both ways. Not only are those people that support your football club, your football club have done stuff that's been so great that these people are coming to see it. Yeah. But like everybody has that game where, or game, there was one game and then the they went, oh, we'll go to the next game as well, we'll go to the next game as well. All season ticket holders at some point bought tickets for a few games in a row and then yeah, went, yeah, yeah. well, let's buy a season ticket. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so why can't that be this for the, the nine And it's the good football yeah. that brings people in, that keeps them buying tickets, that it gets to the point where it's a waste of money to keep buying tickets every week. Get let's just ticket. get a season ticket. Yeah, so. exactly. Brilliant. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see the number of season tickets next year. Yeah, yeah. massive thing. Well, if we Regardless get promoted this season, and I still if, I'm still saying yeah. if, I'm not going to say when. Yeah. Um, but what sort of crowds do you think we'd, we'd get? Like, I mean, we could quite easily pull in average eight or 9,000. I, I think, think it depends on, on the football. It, if we're playing like we are this season, yes, completely agree. If something changes and we end up playing, let's stay in this division, it, like, it might be different. But getting, I think, no, but League One, 5,000 season to get is quite achievable. Mm -hmm. I think, which actually a couple of years and ago... And I think this football will suit yeah, League One North. Yeah, yeah, and it is, and the players that we've got now are ready to step up. So actually, if we go up, we're not going to be making the numbers up. We're probably going to give it a real go to and get straight up to the championship because we'll have more money coming in. We'll have better players coming in. Well, we got. Uh, it, did did the club say, or did someone say, two hundred and fifty thousand we'll get from Wembley? Or is it I believe them? that's what uh, we made the final last year. I can't remember it is now. 
I'm sure I heard yeah, that Bristol, to, Bristol City, I think, last year made a quarter of a million off the right, just okay. the final. But Barnsley have said 500,000, they think. Oh, right. Well, if we're taking 40,000 fans and they're taking 25,000 fans, someone's going to make a little bit of money out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a massive crowd. Uh, yeah, FA. one of the biggest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Ticketmaster. Uh, but on that, is there a reason we've got 40 and they've got 25? We asked, we asked 40, they asked 25. Well, basically, the, the two clubs, or the four clubs in, in at the time went to Wembley and they basically said, what is the maximum you think we can t- you can take? We said 40, Barnsley said 25. So when Barnsley fans moan about that, we get more. It's their club. That's down to their club. Yeah. And Fleetwood potentially would have taken seven. Seven. They asked, they asked for seven. Fleetwood asked for seven. So, so let's be grateful. And I think I, I had an email from Daryl Hills after the after the Barnsley when Barnsley beat Fleetwood, and it just said yes because to him that's probably worth a quarter of a million pounds just yeah, playing, yeah. playing the bigger yeah, yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. So and that we got chairman who's going to reinvest that money. And there's no sort of penalty if we don't hit forty thousand. No, because we will. <laughs> Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, we can, can have generally. more than that as I think well. There, that's a minimum. So there's this. We've been allocated forty thousand. Bristol City took forty-two thousand last year. I think Daryl was wants to beat that. And there's Even also the record. But there's also the record. I think the most the clubs ever taken is fifty-five thousand. And to be fair, let's try and beat that as well. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just let's let's have take the 90,000 away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think last day he's going to be buying like 20,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think it's achievable to get 40,000. Some people it seems ridiculous, but there's no pressure on the game. It's a day out to enjoy, and it's about yeah. actually coming together for Oxford United. Well, what was our average attendance last time for the whole season building up to last time we went to Wembley? And you look yeah, at the average attendance this time. It's and the feel good factor as well. There's mm-hmm. a feel good factor. People are talking about Oxford in a good light already. And yeah. when it comes to Wembley, people want to be part of that. Before, there was a two week window, a week window to buy tickets. It was, you know, you were either into it or well, yeah, you Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm on holiday that so, week, so I can't go yeah. or whatever. But now it's a case of people got time to plan, come over from abroad and whatever else. So, you know, why can't we beat what Bristol City took last season, 40,000? And what an amazing thing it would be to do that. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, shut show, up all of those. Yeah, show, show the rest of the, yeah. the, not world necessarily for the yeah. JPT, but the rest of the country. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a people from, you know, I suppose it's a sign that we've been in the wilderness that long, but people seem really surprised that, that Oxford are one doing great things, you know, on the pitch and all of that. But they see, like, you know, the, the flag displays and they, they talk about kind of, you know, taking thousands to Wembley. And there are, I think there are certain people because. You know, it's been sort of, you know, 15 years since we were even at League One level. People, people, you know, out from outside this area or, or whatever, you know, they've forgotten that Oxford the proper are. club. Yeah. You know, and they, they kind of go, oh, they'll take 10,000, which is obviously, you know, we know we'll take a lot more than that. But I think, I think we've taken a lot of kind of people in the wider footballing world by, by surprise. Well, just looking at it from a business point of view, you look at the demographic, and I think Mark Ashton said this earlier in the year, but the demographic of Oxfordshire is, Oxford are the, the highest team in Oxfordshire um, in, in terms of league, and Oxfordshire has 600,000 people in it. Why shouldn't they all support Oxford? And then yeah. even looking at that, most of the, apart, you know, excluding Reading, the closest clubs to us are all around the same area yeah. as us. So the, that catchment area goes even mm. bigger. Yeah. Barnsley's average attendance this season is 9,000 and something. So if they expect to get 25,000, you I'm, know, 
I'm really We're proud of the fact that we can get that many. I think it's, it's to me it's unbelievable. You know, no one like you say, no one expects it. People think we just will take. We get six and a half thousand average at home, gonna, but to yeah. take, nearly, I mean, potentially thirty to forty thousand is is incredible, absolutely incredible. And I'm proud as anything. And I think if we can just get Oxfordshire to get behind this, I think if we can all invite everyone we know, which is probably about six people. <laughs> That's lucky. Yeah, it's the same six as well, unfortunately. You said here we know. earlier on that you recognise all 4,000 of the crowd. I expect you. I do, yeah. <laughs> I do. Tickets. I will. I know David well, Ken. American Bob. That don't count. That don't count. But on yeah, the, exciting. On the Wembley game, if anyone hasn't had a chance yet to listen to, I know his surname, Steve in America, his story of coming over to the Yes. It's an amazing yeah. story. If you go on it, it's it really on the BBC is, yeah. Oxford website, yeah. you can listen to the third and it's another thing the club are doing just those little things that make everybody stand a bit taller which we haven't had before but every time they do one of that little thing yeah makes you realize what this club means to people you know all over the world and like the kind of the impact it has on 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 people's like actual real lives it's not just a kind of a you know what i mean like it's not just a a, a, a thing that you do at the weekend, and, and you know, for, for, oh, no, for some people, for some of us, this, this is, this is hell of a lot, our yeah. life. If you, if you lose a game, that's the the oh. rest of the week in terms of conversation, yeah. right off. Well, Why are you yeah. in such a mood? Because I am. But Leave me alone. I'm still annoyed about the women's team today. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it does, a swear jar. <laughs> it does mean a lot, and I think the fact that you've got you know kids, you know, I've got a five-year-old son who's so excited about Oxford United right now. It's just such massive potential. I mean, everyone's excited about Oxford United. And, I think it's only a good thing. Can I just say, I mentioned the swear jar because of the loss. I didn't mention it because of the women. I'm all about talking about the women's team. I think it's yeah. great that they're, in, they're, you know, they're, they're competing like they are, but it wasn't good today. No, but they'll come back. Yep. They're a good team. They'll be all right. And they got the, well, the same back yeah, in did, the, the They did well last season. season. Yeah, yeah, they did. They were a really good side. So, yeah, Matt will, will give us plenty more insight into that throughout the season. Thank, yep. Kat. Thank you. And in fact, the they, experts. in the previous seasons, they've done okay in the Cups. It's just, yeah, yeah. Just today. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It is harsh with the the women, the way the women's league works now. The the, the WSL uh, is a summer league, but the FA Cup is the first game of the season. Yeah. So playing Brighton, they're on the back of being at peak fitness coming into towards the end of the season, where they're hitting the ground running. Oxford have trained for two weeks back from pre-season. I'm sure mm. that's a. And they haven't kicked the ball in training. They haven't kicked the ball. And yeah. It's all been fitness work, obviously, because at this stage of pre-season, it, it is. And so they're still looking to bring players in. They've not replaced players they let go of at the end of last season. So I think, hopefully, it's a bit of an anomaly. Um, we'll find out. But yeah, we'll find out. Starts. Doesn't count. That's it. We just said it doesn't count. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But it does make it it's difficult friendly, when yeah. the FA Cup is the first game you have to play oh, when yes. you've had so little practice. You're playing a good team as well. It's not like it's Until, you know, yeah. two weeks before the season. It's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a month and a half away that season. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We love our women's team. They're really, really good. And I hope more people come and watch them this season. Yeah. And the, the improvement that they've made is, yeah. is all incredible. The, all the sites, you know, youth team as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's it. yeah, and that does Across come the from the stuff that the the club are looking at doing and making everything as close to each other as possible with the quality of coaching in the women's and the under 18s, the development squad. Everything is done properly now. There's nothing is an afterthought, which maybe in the past, oh yeah, oh, yeah, these teams doing all right, but you yeah. know they Let's they play over team. there. Yeah. Whereas Wickham had a decent academy and that's now gone I think it just shows how, how much we're growing because teams are struggling to keep that type of 
thing yeah. going. It's, it, right, well, what makes the money? The man's team, so let's put all the and money into that. let's face it, Wickham yeah. had a good youth team. They yeah. produced a lot of good players. James Roberts is there. Before. Yeah, yeah. Well, Plucked him from there. Uh, like, Ibby. Uh, um, and that is yeah. how you say it. The, yeah, everyone says I on match of the day. It is Ibby, apparently. You know, at Liverpool, okay. you know, he's one. <laughs> well, Williamson uh, has just moved to Wolves, I think. He was there. You just watch match of the day, and it's just player after player that used to. to but that's another talent pool that we can now. Yeah, that's yeah. And we're actually one looking one to step ours up yeah. to yeah. a category three, two. is it? Two. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're not as protected as they could be at the moment. The two things I'd like to say before we finish are um, when we lead towards the end of the season, Wickham are not a rival. They are not a local rivalry. No. They, they are quite Colchester close. Or someone else, but they're, like, think, they're just they're they're close to us. Yeah, they really do. I know quite a few Wickham fans. I think they, some, for some reason, some the noisy neighbours. Not all of them. <laughs> yeah, some that was fans really do. Um, But the other thing I want to say is if anyone hasn't seen it, there's a clip of um, Alex McDonald dancing after we got to Wembley, <laughs> and it's fantastic. And I think it should become his celebration. Yeah. And I think it's something that the fans should emulate. And I think we should call it the Macarena. Oh. <laughs> How long did it take you to think up that one? I thought of it earlier, like that's just amazing. just before we started recording, and I thought, well, that's going in. Um, we will get back together and discuss. I think we talked about the away weekend at Plymouth, which yes. if anyone isn't going to, they definitely should. Um, and I think we'll have another podcast then. Um, but if you like it, then let us know. Do we have any sort of way to let people know? Or we let have a Twitter we account. Twitter. We have a Twitter account. The fence, yeah. At the Fence End Pod. At the Fence End Pod. And if we, so. give out, if we give out Matt's personal mobile number, they can ring him direct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight feedback, yeah. And if you fancy going on it, then give yes, us a shout. Definitely. Yeah. Everyone's welcome. And we'll decide whether or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if I get on it, anyone will, so... <laughs> So, thanks for listening, and from uh, the seven of us, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.